heart just won't end The words that I find just don't seem to compare Waiting my death in the end Alone I must seek out the end to begin So nobody wants death cause nobody wants life to end Trust and the only one tired of having fake friends Put the noose on my neck and the hole in my back again I'll be waiting on death with a smile on my face So this is the end Waste of tears Waste of years in my hands Face my fears Loving her me Break my heart Worthless Can't keep love At all love at all I haven't been posting a lot this week because uh, I don't know I just felt like I just felt like people don't give a fuck you know <laughs> I'm like I'm like to be honest like if I like pretty much just I like I came to a point where I'm like yeah I think I think if I died like this week I think nobody would know <laughs> you know what I mean like I was like I was thinking about it. I was like if I died this week I wonder who I was like I wonder who would know cause I don't really talk to anybody and stuff like if I, like sometimes I feel like I just wanna run away like you know I wanna like get on the plane and then you know go somewhere like in Europe just have a new identity just like you know try to kill my past self or kill my old self but then like at the same time it's like you can't run away from you can never run away from yourself. You can run away from everything else, but you can never run away from yourself. Even if you try to put on a new identity, it's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. It's not that easy. Because only you know your pain. Only you know what you've been through. Even if you put yourself in a facade, it's like, nah, bro. You know who you are when you look at yourself in the mirror. You know you carry your sins with you. You know you bring that with you. You, you know pretty much everything about you. You can't run. You can hide. You know, you can break every mirror that you see. You can run and run and run. Until one day you look at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, damn. I don't know who that is. That looks like someone that I once knew. Maybe someone. But I don't feel really new. 
and just like asking yourself like why do I have this fear of growing old I'm like damn I don't want to grow old I don't want to die but I don't want to get old <laughs> you know I worked in skilled nursing facilities I worked you know I worked with old people I worked with mentally ill patients I've worked with all kinds I worked with young young patients and the similarity is the same everybody's in pain like everybody's struggling but everybody's really in pain and I don't mean physical pain everybody's emotionally in pain you know I've I've mostly worked in psychiatry most of my life like for most of my career at least and you know I get sometimes I get patients that are just like probably like maybe like a few years younger than me and I'm just, I'm just like what's up dude like you know what's, what's going on with you bro you all right like what's going on man like why are you in here you shouldn't be in here bro like this is a whole bunch of old people bro like you know as much of this is like a place for for people who don't have a who have much anymore like you know their life is already you know they're older they don't have that many more opportunities but you're still young so i asked them like you know why what you doing in here and they just told me like you know i just gave up one day i was like yeah i mean like do you get do you still give up and he's like, yeah, I've given, I've given up on myself. And I'm like, no, I'm like, not, not, not yet. I don't think you've given up on yourself completely. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, you're still here, bro. You know, a lot of people have given up and they're not here no more. And I'm just like, the fact that you're here, just, you know, it just tells me you're not, you're not giving up yet. I don't, I'm just like, you know, you gotta, I was like, you gotta get it together. Like, oh, I don't want to see y'all. I'm like, I don't want to see you in here, bro. I'm like, you're too young. I'm like, I'm about to, you know, you're too young to be in here, dude. Like, I see, you know, I see them. They're just like 18, 19. I'm like, what happens? I'm like, you know, did a girl hurt you? What, what was it, bro? And it's always, <laughs> it's always a girl, bro. I'm telling you. It was, it was like, I'd be, I'd be like, damn, bro. I mean, when you're older, the older people, it's usually like, uh, different kind of problems like like maybe like my wife passed away my my husband passed away and and usually it's like a freak accident or something or like something that was um something like like there was one guy he was he was much older but he came in when he was 18 or like 19 i think but he's been there for like 40 years and then um i remember uh I didn't ask yeah, I never tried to ask for anybody's story but he he wanted to share his story with me and I was like yeah sure if you want to talk about it you know it's fine and then he told me that he's like you can find this in the in the newspaper he was like a long time ago uh pretty much uh, his him and his wife were expe expecting their first baby and then uh he was um I guess they were I guess her water broke or something and he was driving he was driving them to the hospital and then like you know he wasn't he was being careless and stuff he said that he wasn't thinking right and he was nervous about having the baby and 
yeah, and like, and he said he was high on, he was like, I was high off drugs and stuff like that, so I wasn't in the right place, and like, when I was on the way driving to the hospital, like, I crashed, I crashed my car, and, and I killed, because I, I killed my wife, and our, obviously our, our daughter that was just about to be born, and I'm the only one who survived, and I was like, damn, that shit fucking hurt. I was like, damn, that sucks. Like, I'm like, damn, I can see, I can see why you know you're in here. Which we, you know, which brings me back to like the old, you know, the young guy. I'm just like, bro, like, what happened? You know, I've I've heard I've heard some stories in here, bro, like of people who are really broken and like they probably belong in here because yeah, like there's nothing else for them. Like you know, they really they're really done. Or life, life is um. Life has given up on them. That's the way I told them. And I'm just like, what about you? Like, what is it, is it just a girl? She broke your heart. What'd she do? And then he just said, he told me, he was like, how would you feel if, he was like, how would you feel if, um, if you broke up with someone and then she killed herself? And I was like, damn. I was like, I was like, oh, I would feel, I was like, I'll feel guilty. He's like, that's why I'm here. I'm like, damn. Rough. And, you know, because I'm, when I, when they come in, I usually, um, I usually, like, analyze them. Uh, especially when, like, there's no psychologist there or anything. So I, I'm the one doing the paperwork. And I'm just, like, trying to figure out, like, where I can, um, where I can house him because I want to house him with somebody who's, like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to put him somewhere where there's gonna be more stress for him. So I'm like thinking of where that houses this guy. I'm like, damn. I'm like, this guy is too young to be with any the other people because some of these other people are already really, really fucked up. And then I'm just like, damn. I was like, I had to, I had to, I had to house him in like this uh, thing we call the annex, and it's pretty much like it's far. I mean, it's, it's not even in the same building. It's like it's uh it's probably like a block away and it's, it's much nicer over there it's more calm not that many like not that many people are over there uh usually the reason why we put people on the in the annex is um those i think they have either they have like a sexual you know like a sexual what's it called um like if they're like sex offenders or something i know that sounds kind of weird like why did i put them over there but uh, that's because like it's you gotta understand like I'm looking at my list of people that he could I could put him in with and I'm just like nah I don't want this fool to be with this fool hell nah they're gonna fight or this fool guy's gonna be a bad influence on him or this guy right here is gonna give him drugs this guy right here is gonna so you know I gotta think all that and I gotta take all that into like you know consideration and the only reason I was like I'm gonna put him in the annex because uh, he, that was the only place I can find like an open room but it was like just temporary until somebody like moved out or something. So I was like, I'm gonna put you in the annex just for a few days until until somebody moves out. Then once when somebody moves out, I'll get you your own room. I was like, you need to be. I was like, do you want to have a like a a roommate? And he's like, nah. He's like, nah. I'd rather be alone. I'm like, all right, for sure. So he he ended up uh uh at the annex for a few days. He's a white. He's a white guy. Um, 
I remember he he looked like he was happy, like um like he when I saw him like during like breakfast, lunch, dinner and stuff like that. Like he looked like he was happy. Like you know I saw him smiling. I saw him like you know making friends and stuff. Like he was straight. Like he looked like it was like his life was was getting back together. And I was like, you look like you're getting you know you're doing good. And this is when I first started too. This is when I didn't know much about psychology, so. You know, um, he was probably there for like two weeks, two weeks, like, you know, maximum. Um, I mean, yeah, two, he was like there for like just no more than two weeks. Uh, I remember the last week he was there. He, like, he's, he's this guy who's young, so he had like a lot of things. Like, you know, he had like a, you know, he had like a PS4, like, he had a, he had a lot of things because, you know, he was young. And, Basically, like, I, I went over to his room just to, you know, check on him. And I was like, dude, where's all, where's all your stuff at? Like, he had a nice TV. Like, he had a big, I remember he had a big-ass TV. And you can, like, you can pretty much bring anything that's why. If you're living there, you if you have stuff at home, you can pretty much bring it in there. This fool had a lot of things. I remember he had shoes. This fool had clothes. Like, and I was like, I was like, damn. I, was like, I went into his room, and I was like, what's up, man? And I talked to him for a little bit. You know, and, like, his room was just, like, empty. I'm like, what happened to your, where's all your stuff? I was like, did you, I was like, did you get jacked? I was like, that's when I came in here, this, this place was packed. Like, you had, like, everything. You had DVDs over here, you had games. What was going on? And he's just like, oh, no, I gave it all away. I gave it away to the people here because I feel like, you know, he's like, I felt bad for them. It's like, they don't have much, you know? And I'm like, yeah. I know a lot, a lot of people here are, like, because they're a lot older and, you know, they never got to work, so pretty much, like, it was like, yeah, they didn't have much to share or anything. So he's like, I gave, I gave a lot, of, like, most of my things away. And I was like, damn, that's nice of you. I was like, that's nice of you. I didn't know yet, though, like, because I was still new to the psychology and, you know, as I study more. Because uh, I only have my associates and, you know, I'm working on my bachelor's, so. Um, this, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't know everything, you know, I, I'm obviously not an expert yet, but, um, I, that's one thing I think I should have took more, paid more attention to when I, when I realized he started giving his stuff away. Cause, um, yeah, like, you know, you can never really tell when somebody is gonna, is gonna like do something that's like, you know, out of the ordinary. If I wouldn't know. And then on the last day he was there, uh, I remember he he spent like a hundred bucks or something like, and he bought everybody pizza. Like he was passing out pizza boxes everywhere, and I was like, "Damn, that's nice of you, man." And he's like, "Yeah, man. Like, you know, I'm just trying to trying to be, you know, do trying to do good. You know, I'm, I'd like to see other people happy." I'm like, "That's what's up, dog. Keep it up." And then uh, freaking um. I was working like a, 
I was working like a double shift, like a 16 hour shift. And um, I just remember I was just so tired. So I didn't like, you know, I, I this is the same day, like, you know, well, kind of like the same day, but like, you know, he gave, he gave all the pizza that night. And then the morning came, but I was still working the morning shift since I was working 16 hours. And then um, one of the cleaning ladies, she came to me. She was like, I need you to see, some, I need you to see something or help me. I need you to help me like with something. I don't know if, um, you know, she didn't want to freak me out, you know, but she was just like, I need you to come with me. And I was like, okay. She's like, when was the last time you checked on, you know, blah, 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 blah his name. I was like, oh no, he's he's doing good. He was like, he bought pizza for everybody, and stuff like that. And she's like, really? You said he was doing good. I'm like, yeah, like he was fine. Like you know, I I thought he was getting better. Like you know, what I mean, like I, I think he's been. I was like, he's been taking his meds, and then he looked like he was getting better. And she, like, she showed me like this. Um, she had like a Ziploc bag. And then it was all his meds. Like basically, he he was lying. Like he he would um, I guess he was keep. Uh, he was really good because I usually check to make sure they swallowed, uh, the pill. But then I guess like he he, he was really good at like you know like leaving it like kind of like near his throat, and then like you know, freak, freaking um like taking it out when he left the office, because like, I could see that like the pills are like def definitely broken and wet and you know. So I was like, damn. I was like, he hasn't been taking his meds? And she's like, no. And I'm like, how'd you get this? And she's like, that's what I'm going to show you right now. And then I was like, oh, no. And then when I went to the, I went to his room, I was like, bro, no. I was like, bro, please don't do it, please. I was like, no. And he was dead. He oh he overdosed on um well he I think he he want he, he left a letter behind I, I didn't get to read it because yeah like it's not my not my business but um you know we call I just called the police and stuff and the ambulance and, but he was already dead like he was gone and I was just like damn like I felt I felt like that was my fault you know. That's one thing I felt. I was like, you know, I remember I had to speak to the, like, once in a while. I think, like, once a month or twice a month, they want us to speak to, like, you know, psychologists or psychiatrists if, like, you know, if something happens because it's a really, it's a really stressing job. Like, the job is really fucking stressing, dude. And so he was like, uh, and now he was like, uh, basically, I had to go speak to the psychiatrist after that happened, or psychologist, my bad, when that happened. And he was like, "How do you feel?" And I was like, "I was like, I, I'm confused. I was like, I, I thought he was doing better, and I was like, I swear, he looked like he was very happy, and he was like, you know, he was giving his stuff away, and he was like, you know, pretty much, but he was buying people food and stuff. And the psychologist told me he's like." he's like oh man he's like you have to be careful when when people are giving their stuff away like especially when they're giving like major things away he's like he told me like that's the he's like that's like the more bigger signal that somebody's about to kill themselves so i was like is it my fault like like i feel like i'm responsible and 
he told me no that's not your fault because you didn't know like you know you can't you can't you know you weren't with him when you know he took the drug and basically like you know people will make their own choices and yeah like you know he just told me not to like you know not try not to try not to um, blame yourself because it really isn't your fault he's like you know he, we don't know we don't know if he killed himself or if he overdosed I mean, he left a letter and stuff like that, so I'm pretty sure I think he knew what he was doing. It's just, it's a, but he's just like, yeah, but it's not your fault. He's like, you can't, you know, the only way it would be your fault is if, you know, he told him, if he told you he was going to do it, and then, yeah, but he's like, did he tell you? I was like, nah, like he, I'm like, I've been here freaking like 16 hours, like, you know, like all I, all I know is that freaking, he was buying, he, he, like, he was happy, he was buying pizza for people, and, you know, he gave stuff away, and, yeah, like, I had to, like, you know, talk to the police, and it was crazy, but, yeah, that's why I've been kind of quiet, because I'm just, like, fuck, man, like, you know, love makes you do a lot of fucking crazy shit, and I know, I know before, like, I've almost, I tried killing myself, I think, like, twice. Like, I mean, like, actually doing it. The first the first time was when I was younger. It was when I was, when I think when my first ex broke up with me. And then after that was, like, probably, like, two years ago during the height of the pandemic. Uh, I just remember, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And uh, I, I wrote about that in my book, um, like why why am I still alive? Uh, it's somewhere here. If you I don't know if you can, I already posted it. You can read it if you want. It's a free. It's like a little free book. But um, like I I know how that feels. You know, like I know how it feels to like want to do it and to actually do it. But I don't know how it feels to actually you know complete it completely you know do it um just because like the second time i did it that's the, that was like, the closest i ever got and i got scared like i got like you know when i was when i was like in that um i, I don't know what to call it but it's like it's like in between conscious and unconscious but it's not your subconscious like it's like in between being awake and being asleep i don't know it's like there's like a realm that's where i was at and i remember like i I remember i could feel myself falling like i just kept falling and falling and it wouldn't stop i could feel the butterflies i could feel like the air under me and stuff like that and like i thought i was you know i thought i was really and then like you know i was falling for so long i was like damn i kind of regret that i did that um but yeah, like I didn't, I didn't end up, uh, I ended up like, you know, I just, I went, I fell into a ketamine hole. That's what they call it, a K-hole or a ketamine hole. Because I, you know, I, I, I knew for sure I couldn't do it. Like I was too scared. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And the only way I think I'll be able to do it is if like, if I took like ketamine first and then, uh, and then the second shot, which had like fentanyl in it. So I was like, for sure, like, like I'm gonna take the the, the the ketamine first, and then, 
and then I'm gonna let myself uh, like you know laugh it off, goof off. But then I think I took too much, and I felt, and then I actually like fell into like a different state. I just wanted to take enough so that I didn't feel scared because uh, ketamine will will tranquilize you to make you like you know not really care about what you're doing. So that's why I, that's why I tried to do. I tried to hit that one first and then hit the second one. And then, cause I I knew I couldn't do it. Like I knew I I knew for sure. Like if I was sober, I I, I couldn't do it. But then uh, when I woke up from being from the K hole, I was like, oh shit! And then I saw like the other syringe that like I put out. It was still, it was still there. Like like I didn't use it. At the same time, like it's like the anniversary of uh, my homie G who passed away a few years ago around this time. Uh, his name was, uh, Gaudi, G, well, we call him G Sweat, when he died, like, I remember, I was like, fuck, man, like, when he, when he first started hanging out with us, uh, like, the fobs and stuff, started hanging out with Filipinos, and he was pretty much just, like, a like, a jock, you know, he, like, all he did was play sports, so he didn't do drugs or anything, and then, like, he started hanging out with us, and, like, fuck, he got deep into drugs, and then, like, eventually, like, he became kind of, I don't know, like, like, we were with him for, like, a year, maybe, and I think after, like, a year or two, like, he he eventually, like, his brain kind of, like, checked out, like, he wasn't the same person anymore, like, he would, he would, um, crash his car a lot, and, and like, he just wasn't the same, you know, like, it, you couldn't, you couldn't even have a conversation with him, like, without him, like, kind of doing some weird shit and we were just like damn so we would stop you know hanging out with him just so that just so like you know we thought like if we stopped hanging out with him maybe he'll like get better or something stuff but we didn't know that he was gonna get worse and then he got hooked on some other drugs and then he he went into you know like a mental hospital when i came back from spokane uh, i came back for a few weeks like i think i came back for like like anniversary or something for my church and then um when as soon as i like landed i i remember i i called him and uh i told him like you know like come to church with me and then i got him baptized he was like telling me like you know he feels all new he feels fresh like that's what's up man hell yeah and then i when i dropped him off like i never spoke to him again actually like you know he he went back into the he had to go back into the mental ward, and I think he he um he ended it there. And I was like, "Fuck!" When you actually attempt to do it, then you know that's when it it's kind of like you know you kind of regret it, like right almost right away, almost like right away, like instantly, like once you like do try something, like I swear you regret it right away. Like if you jump off a bridge or something, I swear. The people who do that, like, they they regret it before they even, before like right when they get off like the bridge or something, they already regret it. That's how that's how fast like regret is when it comes to like almost like taking your own life. You know, I'm surrounded by it, and, and even myself, like I have my own problems, and I'm just like, damn. Then I gotta, you know, I gotta see my own homies. I gotta see my own patients do the same thing. It's like. It's really hard, you know, it's really hard to try not to trigger yourself, you know, because it's like, fuck, like, because I know how that shit feels so, feels so, like, alone. And I'm just like, damn, 
you know, rest in peace, my nigga G, man. My nigga G, Gaudi, rest in peace, bro. I'm getting me off this one now, cause uh, shit, I'm about to get emotional as a motherfucker. Dog. I'm gonna go to Target and sort some shit and make myself happy. I get the fuck out of here. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening. If you got this far, like you know, I really appreciate you and. Thank you for taking the time to hear me out and, you know, just thank you for being here. If I would have known that you wouldn't be here anymore, I would have made the moments last a little longer. Cause now I'm alone and you're just a memory in my mind. I would have given anything to say goodbye. If I would've known